just like that, week one is in the books. Welcome back to the Funk House. As always, we got Double Jerry. Jerry, how's it going tonight? Doing good. Week one in the books. It's going to be a wild season. If, if week one was any indication, it's going to be a wild ride. Very dramatic end. Very dramatic start. A lot of good games. A lot of bad football, <laughs> as expected in week one, but... Uh, it's an exciting week, and we learned a lot of stuff. We, we learned a lot of things. We learned what we won't know for a while either. There are very, very, you know, there's a number of situations that haven't been ironed out, and, and it definitely seems like we're not going to know the answers to those for quite a while. So going to have a similar format to last year. going to have a nice little uh, week recap. Jerry's going to go through some studs some guys that went off and we're going to discuss some big headlines and a little bit of the the drama throughout the week so um jerry who performed for us last week the big name was uh tyreek hill went absolutely nuts like he does and we've seen him do for many years he may look better than ever um yeah he you know, I've been seeing different analysts and stuff talk about and saying how the the Miami def- or offense looks like a video game, and I agree. It's it's nuts seeing these guys with him and Waddle's speed and Tyreek's route running. It's just unmatched. You know, when they break down these plays and you can see where he's crossing, it's just there's nothing for the defenses to do. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to stop him. Uh, he could have a 2,000 yard season. He says he wants to do that. He's on track. It's a hell of a start. Yeah, um, he might get 3,000. I bet you're real excited about that. <laughs> yeah, he might have 3,000 yards this year. I mean, legitimately could have the best wide receiver yeah. season since Cup in 21. I don't want to put that on him, but like you said, that's the route he's on. So I definitely think things will change throughout the year, getting Waddle some more looks and some other guys and maybe establishing that running game a little more. But Tua looked great, stayed healthy. You know, that's always good. But I was impressed with the line. Tua, Tua didn't get, get sacked one time, and that was without Teron Armstead. And with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, pretty solid pass rush from the Chargers. It's a exciting game. Uh, Miami's defense needs to really step up. But Chargers, good offense. So, um, yeah, some, some big performers in that game for sure. i seen a, a funny replay of the first play of the game. And the Dolphins come out and they get in a formation. And Khalil, Mack. Khalil Mack ends up on Tyreek. Yeah. <laughs> He's like looking back at the safety like, I can't cover hey, him, man. Somebody's like, got to do this. This isn't right. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Uh, but yeah, amazing, amazing week from Tyreek. I have, um, have him in half my league. So very happy with that. Also went against him this week and he took me out. Uh, but that's to be expected. Um, some more surprises here now once we get out of the big names. Um, Mac Jones had a huge game against the Eagles, uh, 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. I think he was a quarterback two on the week. Uh, they went down early quick, and it turned into uh, a passing game. And he looked pretty solid out there. Um, so we'll see what uh, they have in store. Mac Jones, uh, they seem to put all their stock in him, uh, getting rid of the backups and everything. So a uh, good start for him. Uh, another surprise, I think, to us a little bit here in the Funk House, Ayuk had a huge game. Yeah. Eight for 129, two tutties. Um, I don't think we're not huge Ayuk guys, but man, he looks like the guy there yeah, uh, as far as the receivers go. We, we definitely were out on Debo, so 
Ayuk's uh, the Ayuk's the guy there. Um, the 49ers look real tough start the year, put a beat down on the the Steelers there. Um, I'm excited to see the, the rest of their season. Purdy looked really good too. Yeah, he did, and I was fading Purdy. Not that I'm a Purdy hater, but just wanted to see it again and didn't really believe in it. And you know, week one he certainly proved me wrong. So um, he's a likable kid. I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him succeed. But I'm going to be, I don't want to say I'm going to be overly um, critical of him because I'm not, but I don't know. I just want to see a little bit more and, and no reason why he yeah. can't keep doing it. So another big game for Ayuk there, start off the year. Jacoby Myers, another uh, oh, yeah. name uh, to a new team. He uh, had nine for 81, two touchdowns, huge game. Uh, he did take that big hit at the end there from the Broncos. Uh, he's in concussion protocol. I haven't heard really any updates there. I don't know if you've heard anything about him. Still in the protocol as of this afternoon. Yeah. Um, Eckler, a huge game. Yeah. I had the, it's funny in my, my, our dynasty league, I have Tyreek and Eckler and then in my league, uh, my opponent had Tyreek and Eckler. So it was a very bittersweet. Uh, but yeah, huge game for Eckler. We expect that out of him. But now the the big issue is uh, he's dealing with an ankle, ankle problem. So uh, Kelly was a big big hit this week on the waiver wires. Oh yeah. Um, he could see a lot more work depending on uh, what happens here with Eckler. Did he? Uh, you you have some updates on him? Uh, I saw that Eckler did not practice today. Uh, they haven't really said either way if they're worried or not. Obviously, when they don't practice, they always say, oh, it's not a good sign, but there's no reason why he can't sit out today and even tomorrow and then do all, uh, the walkthrough Friday um, and, right. and be just fine. So I'm not overly worried if, if I have Eckler, but it'd be nice to have Kelly. And to be honest with you, I just think Kelly had some decent standalone value because that game was competitive the whole way, and they trusted him with 17 touches. So... I mean, Eckler got quite a bit as well. There might just be enough meat on the bone for both of them. And Kelly looked good last year. You know, we were talking before I hit record. Obviously, you know the leagues that you're in with me. I went nuts on the waiver wire for Kelly because I see a potential league winner um, if Eckler would get hurt for sure. But I think some standalone value either way. And not going to do as much in the passing game. Obviously, Eckler has that. But I like what I've seen. And they're... they're um, their run blocking was completely dominant. They got Rashawn Slater back. The line looks unbelievable. And you think of the Kellen Moore system he brought there. Pollard and Zeke have thrived for years in a tandem. So I don't see uh, yep. why these guys can't. I agree. Um, another good week from uh, the Packers. Jordan yeah. Love in his debut had a huge game. Aaron Jones had a huge game. Uh, Aaron Jones did go down later with the hamstring injury that he's now dealing with. Uh, that could be bad there. Um, you know, he's getting a little older. If that hamstring's serious, could linger all year. One of those deals, you know, that's never fun to deal with. Um, that was right at the end of one of his his big play there. It was 35-yard catch and run for a touchdown. Yeah. Them beating Chicago again without, without Aaron Rodgers. Poor Bears fans. Chicago looked um, rough. But, yeah, that'll be another one to pay attention to with Jones. Um, 
we'll see what happens this week. Uh, he probably won't play if I had to guess, but yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, a little bit to the darker side of the week here. The the guys that struggled. Um, the whole the whole Bengals offense. Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase all disappeared week yeah. one. Uh, I don't think there's any need to panic on any of those guys. They're all going to be fine. Yeah. But they looked rough week one. Um, they couldn't get anything going. They do have another tough matchup this week to go to Baltimore. So it's another divisional matchup. That's a, that's a tough start to the year. Yeah. Back to back divisional games. Uh, I think they'll recover this week and uh, light it up a bit more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hurts. Hurts, another one, had a low-scoring game. Um, he really slowed down the second half. They kind of got off to a hot start, and then that Patriots D stepped up. They looked pretty good. Yeah, A lot of these big-name quarterbacks, Burrow, Hurts, Allen had, didn't have a good game. Yeah. You know, he, he, they couldn't get much going against yeah. that Jets defense, who also looked and really good. Herbert and Mahomes and, were these, just average. Right, yeah. right. Now, these guys are all going to be fine, but it was just surprising. To, these are the guys you expect to come through in week one, the established, you know, veteran quarterbacks. Um, so it was a bit surprising, but uh, I think all those guys will be fine. Um, then we had the unfortunate new, news of Rodgers losing yep. him for the season. Yep. You know, that, that hurts. Personally, I lost him on my Superflex team. Uh, but I really just wanted it sucks because I really just wanted to see how the Jets season was going to play out with him. Yeah. And, you know, it hurts it hurts that whole offense tremendously. Guys, stocks plummet because of it. Um, so that's extremely unfortunate. No one likes to see that. Even if you're a Rodgers hater, I don't think anyone wants to see that. Everyone wanted to see what this team was going to be all about. And we didn't get to even a taste. We got nothing. Yeah. I almost still don't believe it. It's kind of surreal to me, me still that this is the most and and we realize that every media outlet's talking about this this week, so we're not trying to, you know, beat you over the head with it, but the most dramatic offseason in NFL history in my opinion, you know, since I've been alive. And it was it 17, 18 years of the same franchise. Um <laughs> just the kind of disdain he had for the organization. They trade him very dramatic. Uh, they were on hard knocks. They got the hype. They got the running backs. They got the stud young receiver. They got the best defense in the league. Here comes Aaron Rodgers. And the fourth play of the game. And I didn't even get the game turned on in time to see it. I literally didn't even have Either. the channel on. So I still can't almost believe it. Um, the script writers outdid themselves this year for sure. I mean, the biggest hype ever in the offseason to build up this season for this team. The Jets are finally going to be good. And for it to end just instantly is so brutal for Jets fans and everyone alike, really. Yeah. Um, another one that uh, is unfortunate is J.K. Dobbins. He's going to be out for the season. It, it could be out for a career. This is, you know, the second time he'll be out for an entire season. We've barely, truly, we've barely seen him on the field as yeah. a pro. Yeah. Big time. That was tough. I started him a couple leagues. I never have Dobbins because I just don't. I'm always, always unsure how good he is. But he fell, and I got great value on him. And I'm like, boy, I lucked into this. And then this happened. So feel bad for the kid. Uh, you know, he was one of them kind of hold-ins, so to speak. 
before the season and very vocal about the running back salary issues and things like that. And safe to say he's not going to get the bag after this. He's going to maybe be on a prove-it deal one year next year if he's lucky, and we'll see if he can you know resurrect his career from there. Um, let's not forget about yeah. that Kelsey injury before the game. Um, I heard something yeah. today, and it was a doctor saying – the amount of blood that they had to drain from Travis Kelsey's knee, there's no way he could play week two. That sounds bad. <laughs> That's the only outlet that I've Jeez. that I've heard that from, but that sounds real bad. Yeah. A bone bruise does not sound like a, a good time at all. Yeah. So I can, can imagine your knee, it's tough because it's you're never off of it. Yeah. It's like impossible to truly rest. Yeah, no doubt about it. But yeah, for week one, week one, man, a lot of tough things happened. Um, a lot of unsuspecting players breaking out the first week. Yeah. We'll see if that continues. Um, the waivers already passed, but we'll you know we'll talk more about those guys and uh, the week one waivers. It's always a fun time. Yeah, getting everyone you can love spending a ton of money week one. Uh, nothing worse than missing a guy in the first few weeks that could be great all year and literally nothing worse than having money left over at the end of the year. Like if you have money left at the end of the year, you did something wrong. There's no way you won the league. It's just, I've never no. seen anybody with maybe a couple shekels left, but a couple games I wanted to address here before we get into the fantasy funk house stock exchange. You got to talk me out of it, Jerry. You got to talk me out of it. I thought I was done. Baker and the bucks come into Minnesota. Wow take them down what they were 13 and four last year the vikings i don't know if i can quit him at this point baker looked good he looked cocky uh just swagged out and yeah i feel stupid along with everybody else should feel stupid about the disrespect to mike evans in the offseason and especially for fantasy purposes but he looked great baker looked i mean he looked good. He's not. He didn't look great, but he looked as good as Baker's probably looked since that, you know, his first two years in Cleveland. I'm not getting overly excited about him because Vikings defense is terrible, but it's pretty impressive for him to come in and get a win like that when people were, you know, replaced Tom Brady and people were just so down on the whole squad. Uh, I thought Rashad White looked like shit, but, you know. He did. The rest of the guys. That's okay. Yeah. Week one. I thought it was interesting how Godwin played the majority of the snaps outside rather than in the slot. Um, not sure how I feel about that for Godwin's usage, but we'll see how that goes. I know they lost a key lineman this week. And secondly, the Los Angeles Rams, after the seasons they had last year, come in dominating the Seahawks right from the get-go and ran pretty well on them with Kyron Williams, Cam Akers, not going to spend much time. He doesn't deserve, you know, any of my energy anymore. He doesn't belong on an NFL roster. He's horrible. He's so bad at football. We told you. <laughs> it just, I mean, the funk house told you. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'll never understand it. Yeah, the opportunity's there. He's just a guy. He'll never be anything more than a guy. And I believe I heard a stat earlier this week. He's the first running back in NFL history to have more than 20 carries and less than 30 rushing yards. That is impressive, my friend. So 22 carries, 29 yards. Did, you know, fall forward into the end zone. So 
If you started him, I guess you got that. But I think it's Williams' backfield pretty easily. I don't know the infatuation that McVay has with Akers because he just sucks. There's no way around it. He looks... A plotter doesn't even begin to describe it. So that's all I'm going to say about them. But Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Stafford looked spry. The defense looked not great, but I thought Stafford looked great. He looked nimble, mobile out there. Uh, and those those young receivers of his, I thought Van Jefferson looked like shit for sure. I was expecting a little bit more out of that. But what do you think about these young yeah. receivers, um, Atwell and Nakua? It's exciting. Nakua kind of jumped right into the the Cooper Cup role, got a billion targets, had 10 catches, something like that. Yeah. Um, I know he was a hot, a hot ad this week as well. I snagged him in a couple leagues where I could. Uh, we'll give him a shot, see what uh, we can do here. If he continues to be a target monster like that, it's just irreplaceable in PPR. Yeah. Even if he's not getting the yards, if you're getting a guy that's getting, you know, seven to ten catches in a game. It's it's you can't you can't can't beat that. Um, yeah. Two two out well also looked good. Uh, also a popular ad this week. Yeah, it's it's. It, I was very surprised uh, at what we've seen out of the Rams. I did not expect that at all. I thought it was going to be you know a shit show really, but yeah, they look good. I'm uh, I'm interested to see uh, how they perform week two. Yeah, yeah. Nakua looked good. Kudos to Eric D having him on his roster. Uh, I did. I drafted Nakua in my keeper league. Immediately cut him before week one, <laughs> like a jabroni. Um, I'll tell you. Let me give a shout out to Buzz. Buzz has been on the Nakua train since about May, so I know he he drafted him in his rookie league and been pretty excited about him. So shout out to Buzz. Um, way to get your eye on that guy early, and he's been he's been you know talking him up all off season. Um, I will say Buzz is also the resident. Cam Akers apologist, so you know we got to give you credit. We got to shit on you at the same time. You can't, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> you know how it is, Buzzy. Um, yeah. All right. Not, right. I think that's all I got for the for the recap. You have anything else for Week One, Jerry? I don't think so. No. Let's right. get it in the past. Let's, we're done with it. We're done. Let's with move it. on to Week Two. Bigger, better things. Yeah. So, new segment we instituted last year: the Fantasy Funkhouse Stock Exchange. Same type of deal. You're buying, you're selling, you're trading, uh, you're cashing in. What are you going to do? First thing up, last Thursday night, these Chiefs wide receivers. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, MVS, Rasheed Rice. What are your thoughts on all of them, Jerry? I want you to rank those four um, season long for me. Jeez, that's really hard to do. Um you know, I was really high on Sky Moore. Yeah. And I'm really mad at him because he keeps proving me wrong. Yeah. He yeah. is getting the chances, but does not look great out there. Um, I think Tony has the ability, but he's going to be just a boomer bust guy. Obviously, he had all the drops week one. Rice was the guy last week i'm gonna go rice then sky then tony who am i missing scamp mvs who's the other one? Oh, mvs yeah. yeah i'll keep him on the bottom scant yeah 
I, you know, I'm upset with Sky too. I'm a big fan. I have him in several leagues. I think four of my seven leagues. And I was disappointed as well. But I think better days will come. I have the faith in Sky. I'm still going to keep him as my one. I'm going to put Tony at two. Um, Rice showed a lot as the rookie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep him at three. And then Scant, we know, is also just a guy. So he'll be a number four. But I'm not panicking. You didn't draft him super, super high. Well, she shouldn't have. Yeah, zero's tough. I started right. him in a few leagues. I don't think I won any of my leagues that I started him in. So it's it's tough. But better days are coming. Still a young kid. And I'm not going to panic quite yet. Am I going to start him this coming week? Probably not. I'm probably going to, you know, bench him and Tony both till I see a little bit more. So how about... Um, yeah, I think you need to see a little bit more consistency out of someone there yeah before you can trust him a little more and it might get better when kelsey gets back we'll see about that yeah how about uh waddle are you worried about waddle he had not a great game but tyreek soaked up so much for waddle i'm not worried um i think he obviously tyreek had the crazy game he's gonna have games like that Waddle's going to have his chances too. He he's got the the RAC ability after every catch. I would not panic on him at all. Uh, obviously, he didn't get the week one you wanted. Tyree kind of took them all, uh, but th- he'll get his. He'll get his games. Yeah, I think so too. Who do you uh, who do you got in the stock exchange here, Jerry? Um, I got a few people that I'm buying and selling. What's uh, for the Jaguars wide receiver two Zay Jones? He played the entire game, almost as if Kirk isn't even on the team anymore. Yeah, I personally really like his outlook, and I'm buying in. What do you think? I like Zay. Yeah, I'm I'm probably buying, and that's not to say that I'm selling on Kirk just yet. I'd like to see that play out a little bit more. First game with Ridley, God, did he look good? Amazing. So I think both of those guys playing in a kind of a secondary role they could really benefit from. Obviously, you got a great quarterback in Lawrence. So I I'm buying Zay for sure. It's a great pickup, nice little flex or second flex. Maybe not going to produce every week, but I'm I'm buying for sure. And if I got him, you know, maybe you trade him. Maybe you see what you can get for him. You never know. Somebody might be super high on him, but I wouldn't be looking to like dump him. Obviously, he was very productive. But with Kirk, I'd hang on to him and see what happens. I agree. Yeah. Was... What about the Falcons' touchdown score, Tyler Algier? Two touchdowns this past week, got a lot of work. We know they're going to run a ton. Yeah. So I like Algier. Yeah, I drafted him a couple leagues last year. He played extremely well he's only continuing that we know arthur smith wants to run the ball but they drafted Bijan for a reason they're gonna get his feet wet a little bit and obviously he's the passing down back not that algier is like bad at that by any means but Bijan is just such a stud catching the ball that highlight touchdown that he caught so i'm i'm definitely holding on to algier i would compare him to almost like a josh kelly like we're saying i think there's enough he's gonna get more action than kelly probably but just not as good of an offense. And they're not going to be playing the Panthers every week, so they're not going to be kind of in control of the game. That's a big thing for me. He played great. 
But when they're down two or three scores, Bijan's going to be in the game, in my opinion. So you're not going to count on this much work every week. But if they can keep it close, which I think the Falcons have a, a sneaky little uh-huh. team. I, I like the defense quite a bit. I like the offensive line. So I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. Yeah, I'm not going to go nuts, but I'm a believer. Yeah, I am too. I really like him as like a flex spot guy just because I think his touchdown upside is pretty high. I think he'll get a lot of goal line work. Bijan obviously will get his, like you said, but I, I think he has a positive trend for the year on that running team. Yeah. Yeah, and if something were to happen to Bijan, God forbid, uh, Algiers, uh, probably back end RB1, I would assume, maybe a high end RB2. Yeah. Um, how about this is going to be a big topic? Garrett Wilson. So we lost Rodgers. Very, very important to the team. Mm-hmm. I have a heavy investments in Garrett Wilson, and this was really tough for me. I'm not sure he's can survive. I remember having Wilson on a couple teams last year and not wanting to start him towards the end of the year, even after his breakout, just because Zach will Zach Wilson was under center here. So, what are you doing with Wilson? Are you maybe trying to buy low? Are you, are you trying to sell off on him? Um, what do you What do you do? And and what are your expectations if you if you are starting him? Yeah, so I had him on my list as well for the stock exchange because I think he's a perfect candidate for it. Um, I worry without Rodgers, we're not going to get the year that we wanted out of him. I just shouldn't say I worry. I know we're not going to get the season we were hoping for out of him, a top five possibility. I think that's out the window now. Um, I think he'll still have his games. He'll find a way to get it done. He did it with multiple quarterbacks last year. But where you got him, your draft capital, you know, second round, it certainly hurts. So if it's me, I'm possibly looking to sell on him based on his name alone, depending on what I can get. Um, Look for a wide receiver needy team. Push the narrative that he's a superstar regardless of who his quarterback is. Um, but that all that's all situational. So I don't think it's bad to hold on to him. You just have to ex- temper your expectations extremely. Do you think Zach Wilson can round the corner and kind of save this season for Wilson and potentially even the Jets? You don't know. That's do I think Garrett Wilson can keep them alive? Yeah. I don't know if he can single-handedly do it with Zach Wilson at the helm, but man, Brees Hall looked amazing too. Yeah. So they can get that run game going. I don't think they're going to be as bad as everyone thinks with Rodgers gone, like it's instantly over. I mean, Zach has got to spend the whole off season with him training camp, but yeah, until we see something out of Zach, it's, it's very dicey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it worries me for sure. I think you expect, you're going to start him as probably a wide receiver three going forward instead of that middle to low end one. I mean, that, there's nothing else you can do. I think he's you got to start him just because of the upside because he's going to pop. He's going to pop for some of these games regardless of what happens under center, whether it's you know Zach Wilson, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, whether it's whoever under center, Tom Brady. Um, a lot of rumors going around. None of them are going to be true. They're going to end up with, like, 
Philip Rivers or Matt Ryan or so, you know somebody like that. So maybe make a trade for like Minshew. That would be interesting. Um, I don't know. I heard Andy Dalton's name thrown around. Nothing's going to happen this week, so we're going to get Zach Wilson this week for sure. Yeah, Coach said he's the starter for the rest of the season, so that's how they're treating it for now. Yeah. Um, I got a couple more mobile quarterbacks here I wanted to throw out, and I'm not asking for, like, a ranking or anything, but let me know if you're buying or if you're selling any of these guys. And a couple of them struggled, and one had a big rookie debut, and I'm going to start with Anthony Richardson. And I was really impressed just the way he threw the ball because we know he's got a great deep ball, but he was intermediately pretty damn accurate. So Pittman had a huge game. Um, Pittman is the definition of a post-hype sleeper. Shout out to Hayden Winks um, of Underdog Fantasy. But the post-hype sleeper, that's exactly what Pittman is. He was hyped up last year. People are pissed off. Nobody wanted to draft him this year because he did him wrong and could turn out to have a nice solid year. He was drafted as like the wide receiver 38. So hopefully Richardson can keep him going there. And I was pretty impressed with Richardson. His knees okay, I guess. They they took him from questionable to healthy again today. What are your thoughts on Richardson going forward? And uh, let me know some guys that you would start him over. Or, yeah, start him over. Um. I thought he looked awesome week one. Um, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he can have a really good year just because of his mobile upside. Uh, I'll play him over a lot of guys. Um, I'm playing him over Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, Geno. Yeah. Watson. Yeah. Maybe Watson. Um, Kirk. Yeah. I got him like just outside my top 10, really. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty pretty fair there. You play him over Justin Fields. I have them like right beside each other. Yeah, because he's my next one so there. Be a, that's, I'd probably, as far as this week goes, I, man, that's really tough. Richardson plays Houston and Fields plays Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't. That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know who I take there. You know, this thing with Fields is odd. I've been pretty critical of Fields just because he can't really throw the ball that well, and impressed everybody, and including myself, with his rushing ability. Finally, broke out last year. But you know, we talk about these running quarterbacks, and the year after their breakout, they really tend to get figured out just because they all have such different styles. And I'm not saying that's what happened with Fields, but I, I saw, and I can't remember who it was, but um, some media outlet was saying it's almost as if Matt Eberflus and the the Bears coaching staff coached the Justin Fields out of Justin Fields because they tried to turn him into like this pocket passer, and he looks so uncomfortable doing it. And I was like, that's one of the best quotes I've ever heard because he doesn't look anything like the same quarterback that we saw towards the end of last year. Yeah, I understand trying to make his passing better, upgrade his pocket ability, presence, all that. But when your biggest strength is running, I don't think you want to get away from your biggest strength. <laughs> right. I understand you want to improve your other areas, but use the things that work. 
but that's the Bears. Yeah. So what do you expect? They look bad. The defense looked bad. I thought Roshan looked good. Some of it was in garbage time, but I think he could be a good player. But I still think Khalil Herbert's a pretty damn good running back. So I really don't know what they're going to do with that backfield. So I'm interested to see what happens. But a lot of good players, for sure. Speaking of the Bears, a little sidebar. Did you see your boy got signed today by, I think, the Panthers? Who is that? Tariq Cohen making his NFL comeback. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love it that. Is, that is cool. He's a, he's a fun player to watch. Hopefully he can make an impact. Yeah, me and him go way back. Yeah. Uh, and then the last guy, <laughs> disappointment. A lot of turmoil in the building right now. Josh Allen and these Bills, I thought the defense looked good. Matt Milano is a scary human being. Um, played an unbelievable game. Allen, three picks. I think at least one fumble, maybe maybe two. He didn't look like bad, bad. Made so many mistakes, though. Diggs looked good, you know, and they seemed to have a little bit of, you know, what do I want to call it, camaraderie on the sidelines, so that was good to see. But... Yeah. Are, are you worried about Allen and these Bills, or, or do you just chalk it up to them playing the Jets' defense? And in my opinion, the the best defense in the league, you know, them are, you know, San Fran, Dallas, all three lumped in there. Playing the Jets certainly didn't help. They look fantastic. I think uh, the Bills are not going to be the Bills of the last couple years that we've seen. I think we will see a little more struggles out of them, and Allen could possibly struggle some. I don't know. They just looked a little discombobulated out there. It might just be something, you know, week one jitters type thing, and this game was such a big deal. So I'm okay with Allen still. I'm not, like, going into panic mode or anything like that. He'll be fine. He's got digs. He's got the weapons. Uh, Jim Cook looked decent out there too. Yeah. Um yeah, they'll be fine. Uh, some of the other receivers got to do something, though. It can't be all digs. Right. Gabe Davis has to figure out how to remember how to play football. Yeah. Some of these other guys got to give him some help. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Cook looked good. 16 carries. Or, no, 12 carries, 6 targets. That's nice usage, you know, for a, for a middle-of-the-road RB2, which is kind of how I view him. But I thought he looked great. Super quick. He was replaced by Lat Murray in the two-minute drill, but – Lat Murray's a great pass blocker. You know, I mean, they're they're down. They're not going to have a 190-pound James Cook pass blocking for Josh Allen. So that doesn't worry me. Um, James Cook, one of those guys we talked about. We thought that his ADP would skyrocket. And, I, you know, we were both worried we wouldn't get him. I drafted him in a lot of leagues where I thought it was a value. And it seemed like nobody really wanted him. So I, I got him as around the RB 23-24 in several leagues. And, and I'm thrilled with that. And I, you know, I like the upside the rest of the year. So excited to see how that goes. And those six targets, that was, that was big for me. So you have anybody else you want to throw into the stock exchange here? Let's see. Here's one. It's a group. You already talked about the wide receivers of Kansas city. What about the running backs? Kansas city. They all (laughs) three got used McKinnon, uh, Checo and Clyde Edwards, Elair, yeah, all used at different points in the game. Can you trust any of them at any point? Do you have to wait until one of these guys goes down or gets faded out of the offense? 
What do you do with these guys? This is really tough. Um, I don't think that they want to play Clyde that much, but I know they want to keep him involved just in case they need to later on due to like injuries. If I'm playing, like who who do the Chiefs play this week? They play the Jaguars this week. So if they had a you know less formidable opponent, say you know Houston or somebody like that, I would take Pacheco all day because I feel like they'll be up and they'll want to kill the clock and he'll get a lot of second half work and they're going to run the ball down his throat. But in competitive games, I guess I'd rather have McKinnon. The answer for me certainly isn't Clyde Edwards, Elair. He's a distant three. I guess it's your anticipated game script for the other guys. If you think Casey or Cruz, it's Pacheco. If you think it'll be a close game, it'll it'll be McKinnon for me. And those might not be how it works out during the game, but I think that's the question you ask yourself before if you have both of them, you know, or if you have one. Do I play him this week? Well, how do you think the game script will go? So that that's how I see that playing out. What, what are your thoughts? I think that's a really good way to attack that situation. If you have any of those guys, I did have it McKinnon a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's the only guy I got out of there. I, I believe I dropped him in one league uh, just because out of necessity, I needed a tight end. Um, and because of that, I think there's, it's going to be hit or miss with these guys. It's not, I don't think the consistency is going to be there. So I would avoid it if you can um, and trade someone that needs a running back or um, yeah, just keep them on your bench for desperation when you need a running back. Yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah, it's tough between Pacheco and McKinnon. Pacheco's the the runner and McKinnon's the short ball guy. So, yeah, really does depend on game script. I think that's the best way to attack it if you have those guys. Look at go matchup based. Yeah. And I think McKinnon probably would get a leg up because it's to me, it looks like he'll have like the goal line role because they don't run at the goal line. You know, they pass in the goal line, and, and he's caught several touchdowns from uh, Mahomes last year in the, you know, the red zone, the green zone, the goal line, whatever you want to put it. So that's that's another little thing there. Yeah. All right. So that'll give you the uh, stock exchange for week, I guess, post-week one, pre-week two. Um, now we're going to get into in the annual favorite. All the listeners have been emailing, are we going to get the smash picks back? Are we going to talk Burger Daddy? You know, what's going to happen? Yeah, we're going to do the smashes again. The fan favorite segment. Talked with Brandon this afternoon. You know, they want to plug. They'll be at the winery at Wilcox on the 30th. Uh, probably 11 to 5-ish is their standard. So go to the winery. Tell them the champ sent you. Tell Brandon and Janae that the champ sent you in the funk house. So get a couple smash burgers and... Let's get into the smash picks, and we'll look forward to having Brandon back on the pod real, real soon. And maybe he'll have, uh, you know, some uh, some good news for us. Um, so my smash of the week, I'm going to get this out of the way. I'm going to ride him out. Anthony Richardson against the Texans. Got a nice matchup, and looking forward to seeing what the kid can do against kind of a lowly Houston defense, even though they've been playing fairly well, but they're, they're a bad run defense and that's his, that's his MO. So Richardson for me at QB. I love that. And you have them in 
dub league as your super flex guy. I think yeah. he's like the quintessential super flex quarterback yeah. with his upside. So kudos to you in that pick where you got him uh, for my QB uh, might be kind of a layup here possibly, but he had a horrible week one uh, Joe Burrow. Um, like I said earlier, he's going right to another divisional matchup. So it's not exactly a cakewalk, but I think this offense is going to come back in a big way. He knows he can't lose back-to-back division games. Chase and Higgins, they're pissed off about their performances. I think we'll see a couple touchdowns minimum out of him, and uh, he's going to throw over a few hundred yards this time. Yeah, I could definitely see it. How about running back? Running back, uh, this might be a bit of a reach, but uh, we both agreed he looked horrendous in week one. Uh, Our boy, Richad White, I just love his matchup against the Bears this week, who were very bad. Uh, I have him just outside my top 10, but I think he could sneak his way in with uh, some touchdowns against this defense. Um, He didn't look good week one, but he did have 17 touches. So the work was there. Um, Like I said, this may be a bit of a reach for a smash week two, but I like it. We're going to go for it. Hey, that's fair. I, it's going to take a little bit for me to trust Richad again. I only got him in their dynasty league. I, I don't know. I mean, it's either him or Gibson. So I think I'm going to have to play him because Gipper looked rough. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think he could have a good week, and, and he needs one to, to kind of get back into the people's good good graces. So I have a couple layups here in a row at, at running back and wide receiver because it's week one. You know, well, it's week two. It's our first show, and uh, we got to get off, right? And, and this guy struggled last week, and the whole team struggled, and they looked – horrible and it looked like paying their quarterback was a huge mistake and my favorite coach in the league well we'll say second favorite coach in the league brian dayball has a lot to prove in week two here so saquon against arizona sexy matchup if they don't perform against these cards people are going to start to worry so saquon i think is going to go for two tutties this week yeah i love that matchup yeah for sure and another one guy i've been jerking stale fish all off season he proved it week one calvin ridley against casey in a shootout i think ridley goes over 100 in a tut again yeah he looks absolutely phenomenal his his routes are what we me and you personally love so much yep. uh, we love a good route runner Huge and his are guys. extremely crispy Whew. uh wide receiver another guy i've become a huge fan of uh Chris Olave, nice big week one. He had eight targets or uh, at ten targets, eight for 119. They play Carolina this week, so I think he's going to get peppered again, and he's going to find the end zone this week. Yeah, JC Horn out, and love it. Big Olave guys here in the in the funk house. That's going to be easy cheesy. How about tight end? Tight end. I got another guy that here that's, uh, you know, it's might be early to be doing reaches like this, but hey, uh, Laporta potty. Nice. He had five targets last week. I uh, caught all five of them for 39 yards. Nothing too crazy, but it was encouraging to see him catch all his targets and he looked good out there this week. He gets the Seahawks. They have a horrible secondary and they particularly struggle against tight ends. Um, so, I mean, tight ends after the first top, few we know they're kind of a crapshoot or they're all very similar uh, i just think he has a good situation this week and has a chance to put one in the end zone love it 
yeah, I think I'm going to give him the nod over uh, Higby this week. So um, I'm a big fan of that. Tight end for me, huge revenge game, Sunday night. Mike Gesicki against the Miami Dolphins. Put him down for, I'm going to say, five catches for at least 60 yards and a tut. And it's going to be a nice day for Gesicki playing on the revenge game narrative. Miami, not great against tight ends, especially big ones like that. It's going to be all love for Gesicki. Still a huge fan of the guy, but we know how the revenge games go. He's going to get one. And you can mark it down, put it on the board. No doubt about it. Yeah, that's an automatic smash. Yeah. All right. Brings us to new segment of the year, and we're still taking name suggestions, so waiting for Len to get back to us. He's uh, he's the brains. We all know that. But, Jerry, from week one of the NFL season, 2023, what pissed you off the most? What made your skin crawl? What made you cringe? What made your blood boil? Um, Maybe like a Peter Griffin grinds my gears. Could have been that. You know, that could have been the segment. We don't want to, we don't want to, uh, you know, steal anything off anybody, but what did it for you? Uh, for me personally, this last week in fantasy, the one that really, uh, got to me was seeing the Falcons just not throw the ball to Drake London. Yeah. <laughs> a single time. He had one target last week. I mean, what are you supposed to do with that? That's tough. I don't know what to do with Drake London at this <laughs> point. I don't know if I can trust them at all. Are they even going to pass the balls? Are just going to they're just going to run it four hundred times a game? I don't know. Like, yeah, well, I don't know who to trust there. Can you, it's like it's either <laughs> going to be him or Pitts will have a few catches, and that's about it. You can't trust Arthur Smith. I'll tell you that he only dropped back what fifteen times. It's pretty tough to uh, do any damage with that, and. You know, I know you were not a Pitts guy, but you did end up with him in double league. So how do you feel about that, seeing how this offense played out? Not great. Not excited about it. Didn't want to take him. Felt forced into it. It's good value. Tight ends were a huge drop at that point. Yeah, it was a good value. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we know the abilities there. It's just, is Ritter ever going to throw him the ball? Yeah. Um, What pissed me off the most and I've been shitting on this guy ever since he came into the league. Chase Claypool might be getting benched this week for <laughs> yes. lack of effort. He quit on his teammates in week one of the NFL season. So he's uh, just so way too immature to play professional football. He Mentally, he's not there. Physically, he's got everything that you could want in a, in a top-shelf receiver talent, but the guy's a joke. Shouldn't be in the league anymore. Let's get him out of here. And Chase Claypool just pisses me off beyond belief. So Matt Eberflus is legit thinking about sitting him for discipline reasons for just quitting on the team in week one. So <laughs> pretty easy to see what pissed me off. That's, you know, that's, that's no secret there. So that's a fun little segment we're going to be doing with all our guests on because, you know, I'm a 35-year-old man. I'm a curmudgeon. I, everything pisses me off, especially, you know, young kids slang, <laughs> which is really funny because I know I'm a fucking old guy for saying that. But um, most things piss me off and a lot of stuff in the NFL. So that's going to be a fun segment all year, and we'll just yell at each other in the computer screen back and forth. All right, that'll wrap it up for – the week two show. What else uh, do we have for him, Jerry? 
man, it's it's going to be a fun season. It's early. Don't panic. If you started 0-1, I'm 2-2 two two in my leagues last week, so I got two losing teams and two winning teams. We'll be fine. Yeah. So much is going to happen throughout the year. We already seen that week one. Big names are going to drop. That's not going to stop throughout the year. Week two, multiple guys are going down. It's not going to be fun to see, but it's yeah. going to happen. We'll deal with it. We'll get by. It's just the name of the game in fantasy. Survive and advance. That's all you can do. For Maddie Funkhauser and Double Jerry and KJ. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. 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 Chase Claypool. Uh-oh. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next week, so, everybody. Peace.